0: Thank you. Um, As you know, I'm Lori. I'm one of the pastors here. And um, joining me on the panel um, are Tammy Nishimoto and Kendall um, Mulvihill. And um, for those of you who maybe are watching and don't know who they are, or if you don't know their background, I've asked them to give a short, brief introduction of yourselves.
1: Check, check hi everyone I'm Kendall Mobilehill um, I've been going to well I've been a part of the conference for all my life and then I've been going to Westlight since it started in
2: 2005 hi I'm Tammy Wong Nishimoto and um, I have uh, I was born. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've been a Christian all my life. My father is a retired Lutheran minister, and um, I started coming to Westlight um, about 10 years ago. Wow.
0: Thank you. Okay, in the um, Centered Set Church sermon series, Katja's been explaining um, the difference between the temple model and the Jesus model, so I thought we'd just review it one more time. (laughs) A sacred place where sacred men interpret sacred texts which draw sacred lines to determine who is in and who is out. And the Jesus model is um, an open invitation from God to all humanity to participate in a community that is based on the single command, love others. And in Luke five, there's this perfect example of what um, Katz has been talking about. And it's um, when Jesus called Levi, and if you guys like back then, the the lines of um, race and gender and socioeconomic status and religious, they were very like, Clear, very strict. You didn't cross those lines. And so for Jesus to invite Levi, who was a tax collector, to come follow him was crazy. And so he's like, You know, Levi, come follow me. And Levi's like, Are you talking to me? No, I don't know. He said that. But he was like, Okay. And he said, Yes. And he left everything and followed Jesus, which was amazing. Like that, he, it's exactly what they're, you know, what Katz was saying, that he just welcomed um, everybody into the community. And so Levi threw this big banquet. And all the tax collectors came and known sinners came and they were partying it up. And so the Pharisees heard about this and they're walking by and they're like, what is going on? Like, Jesus and his disciples are like partying and eating and drinking. And and so they asked one of the disciples and they're like, "Um, excuse me, what are you guys doing? You're eating and drinking with tax collectors and the known sinners in our community. And to share a table is like, it's just, it's such there's so much intimacy and it's just, it's just, it was, it was so unbelievable. And then they go on, it doesn't say why, but they, someone went on to talk about like, you know, John the Baptist and his disciples, they fasted and prayed. Don't you all need to be fasting and praying and not eating and drinking with these tax collectors who are like, Jews and Gentiles did not get along. They hated each other, but they all agreed. You shouldn't share a table with tax collectors. Like, they were the lowest of the low. And so we have these boundaries that that they said. And and before, you know, I think I would have been the same way. (laughs) I would have been walking by like, what? They're eating and drinking. Aren't they supposed to be fasting and praying? And so I just, before we get to you guys, I just wanted to share real quickly how like, it's so easy for us to make those kind of, our, for our mind to go that way, because that's how God created us. Like, he created us to to see things and want to explain, like, well, what's going on? And try to make uh, make sense of it in our mind. And, and then he gives us, he made it a way for us to have, like, a shortcut, so we're not, like... Oh, why did that person cut me off? Oh, why are they crossing that street? Like It's the way our brain shortcuts everything to explain. Plus, there's this thing that we have where we want to understand the reason for everything. We want to understand the cause for what people say and, and what they do. And so it's if you're, you could ask Tim if I'm wrong, but it's this theory of called attribution where we want to attribute someone's actions and words to to you know we have to have a reason why they did what they did and why they said what they said and then so we have the lines that our brain is, has a shortcut we are naturally inclined to want to have a reason for that and then we're naturally innately want to be right and we want to be better than others. <laughs> so we have that I mean, then that's a human thing, right? Like we saw that in Adam and Eve. And so we have that, and we want to be right. But then also, if you're a fan of Carl Jung, you'd be like, oh, there we have a propensity to try and we project onto others what we don't like about ourselves. <laughs> So
1: we have all
0: of this going on in like minutes, like we make these decisions, we come to these conclusions in minutes. And if we do that, kind of like what the Pharisees were doing, they kind of missed Jesus and they missed what he was doing and how he was moving. And so I think that happens a lot to us. It's normal. We happen. It's kind of the way we're designed to be. But I was wondering, Tammy and Kendall, like how we make these assumptions and it happens and it happens in minutes. <laughs> and how, if you could share like one or two experiences, how you've experienced this growing up in the church and how maybe it's been hurtful and harmful to you. We'll start with Kendall.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, So for me, one example that I can think of that comes to mind is Back when I was a youth, um, for youth event, we went to Sky Zone, and I remember um, just, obviously you need to jump at Sky Zone, so I remember um, just obviously needing help, and I remember them the staff members saying that, um, that um, I can't have people help me jump, so I would just be laying there, And it really just made me think about how um, I need help, which I'm grateful for all the people who have helped me get to where I am today. But it just made me think about how um, just asking for help is okay. And it just made me think about, because that's all I know. And so it just made me really reflect and kind of um, sit with my feelings and just um, I, I ended up having fun of course, but I also realized that through the peop- through the staff members' actions and by them not realizing or not even thinking about maybe that I need- needed help that I can't really jump on myself, it made me like feel very um, I guess abandoned in a way that I couldn't really enjoy about what other other people were doing but instead I was just trying to be present and hang out with my community and brothers and sisters in Christ. So um, another example is um, back in September of 2021, I got the um, opportunity to go to the well retreat with the college group at Venice, and I remember um, the the activity that we did was zip lining. <laughs> it was sorry, it was zip lining, and I remember just being asked if I want to participate participate in this and I, I, my adventurous self said, sure, let's give it a shot. And so uh, I remember everyone just trying to help me, <laughs> thank you, um, help me and um, just figure out a way that I can um, experience this once-in-a-lifetime thing. And in that moment, I really felt... Um, just my community, um, just coming together and assisting me and through, through all these people's actions, just trying to assist me and trying to make me experience these once in a lifetime opportunities. So just those are a couple of examples that had made me really reflect on how grateful I am for my community.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine what it must have been like to be told that Sky Zone, like, no, you can't even go on the trampoline or anything, and to feel a doubt. Okay, Tammy?
2: My dad, as I mentioned, he's um, a a retired, well, he's passed, but he was uh, a Lutheran minister, and um, Lutherans, just in general, when you're called, the most Lutherans and most Lutheran churches are all situated in the Midwest. So uh, my brothers and I, each of us, were we were born in a different state. Like I was born in Oklahoma, my older brother was born in Illinois, my other brother was born in Washington state. So we moved around a lot. And when my dad got the call um, to go to Wisconsin, um, you know, as children, we just, you know, of course, you follow your parents wherever you go. And we didn't know until um, later on when my parents told us some, I guess, some stories. So when my dad got the calling to Wisconsin or the places that he did go, he usually was called to places that were really small, like small towns. And um, the reason being is because um, most, um, he said that most of his uh, fellow classmates that graduated in seminary, they wanted to go to larger towns and churches. So like um, big towns like, or cities like Chicago, for example, or in Wisconsin, it would be like, you know, Milwaukee or type of thing. So, we were always sent to these really, really tiny towns because those were the towns that pastors didn't really want to go to because they were so small. And so they kind of had to um, accept whoever would say yes to their call. And so the thing was that my parents told us later was once they found out a Chinese a minister had accepted the call. There were um, basically, there was like uproar because every town we had been into, except for when we finally moved to California, we were always the only minorities. So my brothers and I were the only minorities in the schools, we were the only minorities in the church. So there were, it, it was just, predominantly, it's Caucasian at that, at that time. So any anyway, any case. Um, what I learned from my dad, which um, my parents told us that each time they said yes to a calling, and one of them, particularly for Wisconsin, it was, it was actually for um, probably the largest church that my dad had ever been called to, and there was well over a thousand members. And my mom told me later, that um, families hadn't even met us yet. As soon as they found out that we were coming, um, they left the church. And mm-hmm. we didn't find this out again. My brothers and I, we were oblivious to it. My my parents, when they started finding out that there was already like this uproar before they even arrived, <laughs> um, what I learned from them is their grace and, they're just faith that they have to just let people know that it doesn't matter um, that you know many of the church members had never even met an Asian person. So my dad just felt like you know he was born in Philadelphia. He's completely fluent in English, um, but he he knew. I, the color of our skin, the way we looked um, it was just going to be something that we had had to deal with and so the great thing is um, you know he became the pastor there and in fact um, just the way my parents are they're just they're so non-judgmental and they are so open and they just felt that you just yourself and you just show everyone that um, we are here to serve Christ and the community and so okay. the church actually those that stayed and then a few came back actually because once they realized that's all that it was about you know my my parents were just always um, they just always welcomed everyone And I think people look past it after a while. And I think one of the things I always think about with my parents is um, you know, we've been away from Wisconsin, you know, whatever, you know, 50 plus years uh, we have lived in California. And the church congregation in Wisconsin still sends my parents their monthly church newsletter and they always check in on my parents, which I just think is because my parents were the way they were, you know, um, that uh, that's just something that I think I take with me is, you know, you have to look past things that you, in your mind you perceive or that you think might happen and then God God just lays the groundwork for everything else, so. Mm,
0: Thank you. I think, I love what you're saying, because it's so easy for us, like some of the people that you talked about, just to kind of draw our lines, kind of make our own assumptions about people and our own attribute, why they, you know, causes or reasons for why they are are, And um, to make ourselves better and right, and then also, um, it happens so easy or it's so easy, but I think what, your dad and Kendall, what you shared is that to get to know people and to be gracious and to be um, empathetic, it takes work and it's it's not easy. But it's 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 a Christ model. And I think when we think about the Jesus model and how um, you know we have lines. This is I'm totally stealing from Pastor Stan, but he's saying like there's lines that divide us, but not all lines are bad. That there's lines that Love, love and grace that connect us to Christ, that connect us with Christ. And so um, it was in Levi's story and in your guys' story, it was that connection with God and his love and grace that included everyone, that brought people together, that it's not either or, there wasn't a line that said, okay, you know, it's just the Pharisees, okay, it's or we're gonna replace them with the tax collectors, but it's the tax collectors and the Pharisees. It's um, everybody, the people, um, it's the whole community. And so throughout this series, um, Kotz has been saying, what does love require of us? And so Kendall and Tammy, can you share like a suggestion of what love would require of Westlight as a collective.
1: Um, one Hello. Oh yes. Um, one thing that I, in my time of reflection, that I think Westlight could help, that really helped me, was is that just. Um, just really speaking up and expressing your feelings and your thoughts when you're in those type of situations that might seem ter- terrifying, or you might not want to speak up because you don't don't know what to say, or um, just, you might be that type of person that is very scared and you don't like speaking up, but I think that's truly what helped me, just as I got older too, just to realize how I have I have a voice, and just when I'm in these situations, just to express how I'm feeling, and it's normal to do it, and it's okay. So, I mean, that's what I would highly encourage these people, uh, Westlight, to do. <laughs> Thank
2: you, Tammy. I think um, for me, it's just Westlight continue to be Westlight. Uh, I think. Uh, What drew me 10 years ago, um, I don't think I ever told Kotz this, but my first time here, Kotz was speaking. And one of the things um, I just remember was he said something to the effect of, um, welcome, welcome Westlake, morning, welcome um, we welcome you if, uh, if you're a believer or a non-believer. We're just glad you're here. So, for me, I'm I'm married to someone who, who is actually Buddhist, and um, that was that had always been something really difficult for me to find a church that was accepting of not only me but my husband, and. Um, I hadn't found one because it was um, it was just this feeling that um, I really am not as welcome unless my husband was also a, belie- a believer, and that's you know that's very difficult to. I want to respect him and his beliefs and his traditions, and oh, wow. so in any case. Um, Just hearing Kotz say those words, that was the first time I had ever been in a church and a pastor had said that out loud. So for me, immediately, I was like, you know what, this is a place that I definitely feel welcome in and that everyone else can feel welcome in. So um, just West Light. It was light.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys for sharing. I think um, it could be like you're saying, easy to just make assumptions about what, or you know, just based on our experience, right? Like how, well, maybe I'm not welcome here, but I'm glad that yeah, you feel welcome. That Cot said that, and um, and for you, Kendall too. I love what you said about. Just sharing or asking the question or asking for help and being vulnerable. And and I think all of that takes um, a lot of work and seeking to understand takes time and courage and practice and patience. But um, I think, yeah, Westlight really does it well. And so that's part of the values that, you know, (laughs) of why we're Westlight. So um, thank you so much. And I'll just close our time in prayer.